0: Hello and welcome to episode 5 of K-Drama Weekly. We're trying something different out this week. Um, We are going to be naming this type of episode a sidetrack. And we'll probably do one or two per season. Uh, This week we're going to be talking about Parasite, uh, which is the award-winning film by Bong Joon-ho. And uh, we figured that since uh, everyone's all abuzz about this awesome, awesome film, we would talk about it as well. So, as always, we have Valerie with our recap. Yes. So this
1: movie, in this movie, basically, um, starts out with the Kim family, which is the family that we are following. And they're in their house. And we just see them like go about their lives. Whatever they're doing. And then, um, later on, like, in the night, the friend of the son of the family comes to visit him to give him, like, a rock or something.
0: Well, who describe the family? Like, how many people are in the family?
1: Well, there's five of them. Wait, four of them. There's um the dad, and then the mom, and then... Um, their son and their daughter. And they live, like, in a basement-type unit, apartment place. So then the, um, the friend comes and he gives them, like, this scholar rock.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he go later they go outside and they talk. And he basically, um, tells him that he's leaving. And so he should replace him as a tutor at this rich people's house for the rich people's daughter and he's like, um, you can do it. Um he didn't graduate college but he's apparently like really good at English. The brother. Yes, the son of the Kim family. So he goes and he um gets an interview there after his sister forges like documents for him. Like graduate documents those uh-huh. type things yeah diplomas and he gets a job and he realizes that the he can basically get his sister to work there too by having her teach the little kid of the brother of the rich girl that he's tutoring She can, he can get his sister to go there pretending to be like this famous art therapy lady mm-hmm. and so well, not famous well he said she was like well known no. but yeah okay. so he does that and then she ends up getting a job there too and they end up bringing the rest of their family to their parents to work there as a chauffeur and a housekeeper lady and so yeah they're basically scamming this rich family and they don't even realize it the rich people don't even realize it but then it all goes downhill when the old housekeeper lady who they got fired so that their mom could replace she comes back and we find out that she's been keeping her husband in like this secret bunker place in the basement of that house it's under the basement under the basement and they like she figures out that they they're scamming the rich people so she threatens to turn them into the police but and so she has them hostage there and then this is during a uh, part of the she movie
0: nice to tell the family
1: not turn Yeah the the, police. the family or the, the police rich family. yeah this is during a camping trip that the rich family was on so they weren't in the house and the Kim family was pretend was basically like pretending they lived there, eating all their food and stuff yep. so then there's a fight to like gain control of the house between the old housekeeper and her husband and the Kim family, but then the madam, the mom of the rich people calls to say that she's coming that they're coming back because it was raining so they couldn't go on a camping trip so then they have to like hurry up and clean everything up and they shoved the old housekeeper and the and her husband back in the basement they locked them up there and they basically saved themselves from getting found out but then they have to sneak out of the house like everyone except for the mom because she's The housekeeper. So she stays there. So they sneak out of the house. And go back to their house. But their house has like flooded. Because it was like a basement unit. And it was all raining. And so they have to stay in a gym. Because their house is flooded. And the next day they get a call from the rich people. Saying that they have to prepare for a party. So they invite the son and his um sister because they were like the tutors and then they tell the dad to come in because they need him to drive them around to buy things for the party so they end up going to that party and they're like starting to realize what bastards the rich people really are so then during that whole thing the son goes downstairs to check on the on the people that they have hostage And, and Yes and her husband has Like freed himself So he like Hits him with the giant rock that the brother had And escapes Out into the Party and he Stabs the sister Wait am I supposed to say the ending too Yeah Okay so he stabs the sister She's like they're bleeding Dying and then
0: Um, All the rich people are freaking out.
1: Yes, and uh, the kid of the rich people is having like a seizure. So the dad's like, he tells the 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 rich dad, he tells the other dad, the driver, the driver to throw him the keys so they can drive him to the hospital. But he's like freaking out because he's
2: his daughter is bleeding. Yeah, his daughter's
1: bleeding to death, and then his wife, the housekeeper. Is fighting with the crazy dude that was married to the old housekeeper because he's like trying to stab her, and so he throws the keys, but then um they land right next to the that guy, the crazy guy. So the dad, the rich dad, goes and he to pick them up, but the crazy guy is like is stinky because he's been living in a basement. So he um did. Rich Dad goes down to pick it up but he's like grimacing. Yeah, because of the smell. And that triggers the driver because they had previously been saying how he smells funny. So mm-hmm. he grabs the knife that was like on the ground. Was it on the ground? I think it was on the ground. It was no. No way. that um his daughter was stabbed with and he goes and he stabs the rich dad. Mm-hmm. And then he runs away. Yep. And then we we see what happened like after that and the son has woken up, he's not dead.
2: Surprisingly. Yes, but
1: he um his sister died. Wow. And his dad's still missing. Mm-hmm. So it's just him and his mom. They go to jail or something. No, they get tried and then they yep. Do they just get probation? I think so. Mm. Then his dad's missing, so they're, like, following him and his mom around because they think they know where he is, but they don't. Then, after, like, they haven't followed him for a while and stuff, he starts going up into the mountains where you can see the house of the rich people. And there's a light in there that's flickering, and that light is, like, flickering in Morse code. Mm -hmm. which he figures out later and reads Mm -hmm. and it's because his dad is living in that bunker thing that's underneath the basement of that
0: house Mm -hmm. we don't have a structure for this I guess so we can just start talking about stuff okay what do you have to
1: talk about
0: me? either one of you Well, um, just overall, this movie is basically about um, social classes and the divide between them um, and how people in each of those classes view each other, I guess. And so, like it is really anywhere, it's really hard to have any upward mobility if you're born into a lower class. It's just really hard for you to basically become rich or get out of that situation um and um it's also like because you're poor and we see this with both of the poor families you are basically in survival mode and so you have to you're just thinking about yourself and your family and so you don't take the time to think of what the other person might be going through the Kim family doesn't really care about the maid and her husband because they are now a potential threat to this really cozy, these really cozy jobs that they have at the park uh, residence. And the maid and her husband are just as threatened by this family because the husband needs to stay there otherwise he's gonna uh, be killed by um loan sharks which is the reason why he's there in the first place is because he owes a bunch of money to loan sharks um and then we have the park family who's just completely oblivious to the plight of others because they don't need to care about other people's well-being because they're rich and they have the money to get whatever they need and that makes them also pretty selfish so that was interesting that like it doesn't you would think that the people that are in the lower class would be more um understanding of each other's situations and would kind of work together to help each other out but that's not really the case in this movie and really all the the craziness that ends up happening and all like with the stabbings and the killings and stuff that happens because they decided to not work together and not help each other out because if they had then none of that would have happened they both could have still like basically continued to leech off the Park family without anybody realizing anything yep
1: mm-hmm. So shall we talk about it from the beginning to the end?
0: If you want. Okay.
1: So when it starts it starts looking out through the through the little window of the Kim family's home, which is in the basement. So it's just like one of those basement windows where it's like higher up and it's really small. Yeah. And so we can see the ground outside and that's, they're
0: below the ground. Yeah, it's basically
1: mm-hmm. their view. And right from the start we learn a lot from the characters, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cuz they're like looking for someone's internet to leech off of.
0: Yeah, so they're always they've already been doing this. It seems like they're just trying to it is out of necessity, but they're they're basically trying to find a way to still have Wi Fi even though they can't afford it. They're resourceful. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
1: then they get jobs with some pizza people to fold boxes. Mm-hmm. Then after that, there's that fumigation scene. Ah, uh, yes. So they're basically outside fumigating and their windows open. So um, one of them, I forget who, was it the mom? It was the, it
0: was the The mom said to close the window.
1: Yeah, she tells him to close the window, but the dad's like, no, leave it. We'll get free fumigation. So there's some more. Just getting free things. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. So there, all these fumigation fumes are coming into their house, and they're like all dying because of the fumes.
0: Yeah, but they said they want free fumigation for stink bugs, which I noted as um being important because the park family keeps complaining about how they have a certain smell about them and I was like maybe it's because of those stink bugs that mm-hmm. they said they have a lot of in their basement yes
1: but um yeah everyone's like coughing and dying except for the their dad he's mm-hmm. like just continues working and folding his boxes
2: he's mm-hmm. indifferent to it mhm Mm.
1: Then, um, yes, then the friend comes and he gives them that rock.
0: Yeah, Min Hyuk is his name.
1: Yes, and the guy that plays him is actually Park Seo which is a popular um actor in Korea. So, yes, he made a cameo.
0: Cool, what's mm-hmm. he been in?
1: He's been in that. What's Wrong With Secretary Kim drama. He was in uh, She Was Pretty. Mm. And um, Kill Me, Heal Me. That's mm. where I've seen him. Sienra, do you want to explain that rock?
0: Uh, Well, there's not much to explain. It's basically... It's called a scholar rock. The reason it's called a scholar rock is because they used to be associated with scholars in like the Joseon era, or it started to be associated with scholars in the Joseon era. And then um, they also have them in gardens in Korea. Um, So those ones are like really big. And then um, there's even bigger ones that are just in nature. But then the smaller ones kind of like the one that we see in the film are basically just like paperweights and just there for decoration and are basically a symbol of like a status symbol. Because if you were a scholar or even now if you're a scholar you're like you're looked up to and in the film um, Min Hyuk the friend he says that it's supposed to bring them good luck. And it seems like it brings some good luck at first because right after that is when, Kitek I think is the the son's name, Kiwoo. Ki-woo? Yeah. Ah yes, you're right. Kitek is the father. Kiwoo. Um, that's when, uh, when he goes and gets the job as, uh, the English tutor, and then, subsequently, everybody else in the family also gets hired by the Park family. So. They start to make money. So basically this, you could see it as this rock did bring them good luck. And then it's just them getting greedy and being dumb that caused their demise at the end. Mm
1: Yeah. So when I first saw that rock, I thought they were going to sell it.
0: I Me thought too. that somebody was gonna die from
1: it. Yeah, that too. Either they were gonna sell it or they were gonna kill someone with it. Yeah.
0: I didn't think anybody was gonna die. I just thought that they were gonna sell it, and then maybe the the friend was gonna go crazy or something, or maybe he stole it, and that mm-hmm. that's how things were gonna get crazy. Yeah,
1: that too. So basically, Park Soo or Minhyuk. He's the cause of everything. He, he started is
0: the whole thing. He is indeed. I also wanted to note that like the family is like um, embarrassed that he came to their house because you know they live in a basement and they're like poor and he came without warning them that he was coming and in Korea um, people are very much about keeping appearances. Mm-hmm. When it when do we first see the,
1: the like entrance to the basement? Is it like when the mom and Jessica are talking?
0: I believe so. I think so,
1: I thought it was really weird because it was like everything's all um, well and before stuff.
0: I noticed that before they were looking when they were in the kitchen, they the camera was facing towards the outside. Yeah. Um, so they were looking at it as though they're looking from kind of where the, the entrance to the basement is, mm-hmm. but then they suddenly changed direction of, they were still like in the kitchen at that same table where she talked to, um, Kiwu or Kevin, and now they're looking in the opposite direction and we see the, the entrance to the basement.
1: Yes. Well when i first saw it i thought it was really weird because everything's illuminated except for that doorway it's like really dark and at first i thought it was a fridge but then she went in there so i was like what the heck just happened
2: yeah it's like excessively black like it just eats you Mm -hmm. kind of Mm -hmm. black yep
0: yeah so i just wanted to mention that yeah there's Definitely the first time you watch it, you might not catch a lot of the um, cinematography-related things or the way that um, a lot of things are kind of foreshadowed in how the uh, scenes are uh, framed and stuff like that. But then once you're watching it again and you're not as entranced by the characters and the story... And you're able to kind of take a step back and kind of um, look at all these other elements. It's kind of genius the way that he did it.
1: Mm-hmm. There's more on that later. Mm-hmm. Right now. Um, so there was that whole scene where they, after they hired the dad, now they were doing their whole plan to fire the current Ajama and hire the Kim mom.
0: Yeah, the current maid.
1: And that was a great plot. Yeah, it
0: was plot. fabulous. Yeah. Oh, like, like they're a, a good scheme, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And they, the way they tracked it was pretty awesome. That montage was. Yup. Yeah. Was just amazing.
1: We also realized during that montage, there was like this dramatic orchestra music yeah. in the background during the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it just ends when the whole scheme ends. So it was like they were putting on a performance.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it is is a performance. A very well-executed performance. Yes, it was beautiful. Mrs. Park is so gullible. Like, she just believes everything she's told. And, I mean, I guess you can't blame her because why would she think that somebody is trying to scam her in this fashion? But also... It seems like she's like on drugs all the time. Um yeah, when yeah, when I first watched
2: it and I saw her immediately I was like, "Oh, it's going to be one of those where she's the rich uh mom and she has this great life or whatever, but then she's like an alcoholic, she's like on popping pills, she's like ready to have a breakdown, like her family's going
0: to break apart." Mhm. Yeah it's so stressful being rich so it seems I wonder why that's a trope like what would cause what is it about being a rich housewife that causes you to need to be an alcoholic or to like take pills and just kind of like numb your existence um
2: I feel like because she's a rich housewife, she's probably rich because of her husband. And so he's probably off at work all the time. So she's just on her own by herself. Mm. Like her kids are off at school or if they're older, they're already off at, like, working at the family company, probably. Mm-hmm. But especially it being in Korea, if the kids are younger, they're going to go to school. And then they're going to go to their after-school study schools. And so they probably won't be home until way later. Or instead of those study study schools, they're going to be off doing rich
0: people things. Or yeah. getting
2: tutored like the girl.
0: Yeah. I guess you're right. So I guess she must be lonely hmm mm-hmm. on that note too i noted that um the mr park who by the way is played by lee sung hyuk with or lee sung kyun sorry uh he was the lead in my ajushi which is one of my favorite dramas and I mentioned this earlier because IU is in it as well and I love him in My Miyajashi but man is he a dick in Parasite. He is a scumbag. Um, It's basically implied that Mrs. Park is a little fearful of him because she um, when she is discussing that she might have to fire the original maid to, um, uh, Mr. Kim. She says to not mention any of, of that to Mr. Kim because they basically make it seem like the, the maid has tuberculosis. And so she says that if Mr. Park finds out that she hired someone with tuberculosis, it sounds like she'll be in trouble and so mm. is he abusive because that's be. that's what that sounds like yeah. to me
2: and also i noticed like the first time he's introduced um the dogs That uh, i noticed that the dogs which are usually just um they were being obnoxious in other scenes and like running around and stuff when he gets home they're just calm and they just like follow him and they seem so well behaved, and it's like okay.
0: Mm-hmm. He also has a conversation with Mr. Kim in the car about his wife and about how she's pretty. And Mr. Park asks him if um uh or says something like, "Oh, well, you must love her to mm-hmm. like do." You mean whatever. Mr. Kim? Yeah, Mr. Kim yes. tells mm-hmm. him.
2: He's like, do you love her?
0: Oh, he asks him. Yeah. Yeah, and then Mr. Park laughs, but oh, he also something. doesn't seem amused that he was asked that question, and he says, "Yeah, we'll just say I love her." Oh
2: no, he said, um, "You must really love her."
0: That's what he said. That's what Mr. Park said. Yes. Mr. Kim, Mr. Kim Sandra. Oh my Jesus, <laughs> Mr. Kim. Together, Sandra. Le- yes.
2: Senior Kim.
0: Mr. Kim asked, or told Mr. Park, you must really love her. Mr. Park was not amused and said, yeah, let's go with that. He scoffed. He did scoff. Wow. He just didn't look very happy about these presumptions being made by mm. Mr. Kim. So it sounds like it's your typical loveless marriage that I'm sure was arranged um, in order to increase their wealth and status.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, there was that scene where they're
1: after they escape the park house, they're like going back home. They just in the rain. They just keep going down.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. They keep going down and down and down and down. So they literally live live below the parks. Yeah, they do like literally and figuratively they're below them. Mhm. Yeah, so that was great.
1: That was just a good scene.
0: hmm
1: Then also after they get to their house there's this like brief scene where we're in the kitchen of the Kim's and you can see the hallway and in the hallway the their dad mr kim is standing there and there's like a light on him and then in the kitchen Kiwoo is standing there but the light there is like flickering and he's holding the rock he's looking at it
0: oh in in his like in the basement in the kim's house yeah hmm
1: so i just thought that was really weird oh yeah. another odd uh, thing
2: about like during that scene where they're trying to like Get all their belongings out and belongings out and stuff. Um, it it's like cutting back between the two families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
0: it's cutting back between the Kims and the Parks. Is it?
2: Yeah. Are you sure? Mm-hmm.
0: I thought it was cutting back between the Kims and the the guy in the basement well, yeah, and. Yeah, those aren't the parks. Oh well,
2: the guy in the basement, yes.
0: The the maid and the guy in the basement. Mm-hmm.
2: And you see him doing Morse code. The guy in the basement is doing Morse code, and the kid is like reading it. And um, then you go back, and it's the dad in uh the basement, and it's like flooded and stuff, and he's like walking towards like the window. And there's a light above him, and it's also flickering. And so I was wondering if maybe, uh, because like the dude in the basement was Morse coding help me to the kid. And so I was wondering if maybe that light was also Morse coding too. But I don't
0: know. Because I don't know Morse code. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I didn't really notice that. I just noted, I just, in that scene, I noted that both families are basically like, they're they need help. They, yeah, they need help. They're like in really desperate conditions because in the bunker at the parks house, that uh, old maid is basically bleeding out. Yeah. And that's so the husband is really desperate for help and stuff. Like, I guess they're like in worse and more dire danger than the parks are. Or I mean the Kims are, but the Kims are also like, that's a pretty low point to like have basically shitty water, water with shit in it coming out of your toilet, like exploding out of your toilet and your entire house is flooded.
2: There is also a scene during that part where uh, it's Jessica and she goes and she... She runs into the bathroom because the toilet's, like, literally exploding out shit.
0: Like, Mm -hmm. shit water.
2: And she goes and she tries to... She puts the toilet seat down and she's trying to, like...
0: Stop it.
2: Yeah, stop it. But it's still, like, coming out. And she just, like... She gives up. She just sits there on the toilet with the shitty water exploding out. And she just lights up a cig. And I was like, wow. She yeah. just gave
0: up, so they're they're basically just like uh helpless to the situation. they're just like, well, you know there's like no point in trying to like fix it like this is where we live. this is the reality of what happens. We just have to deal with it,
2: and I also noticed throughout the movie that Jessica was like their voice of reason. Uh, I I thought she would. She was always like bringing, um, like t- making the family like making them aware of what reality actually was. When like they would get too comfortable with things, she was always like, "Oh, like she would remind them of their situation and of like where they were from and stuff." So I, that's what I noticed throughout the film. I didn't and then notice she that. Dies.
0: When did she do that? What? Die? No, when did she, (laughs) when was she like, Like What name a specific time when when she was like, hey, you guys need to calm down. When they
2: were, well, she's not like, she doesn't literally say calm down. But but she, I remember one scene when they're, the Park family like goes off to camp. They're like going to camp for the kid's birthday or whatever and um so the kims are like basically they took over the house like they're having a great old time pretending they live there um so they're drinking in the evening and stuff and then like the dad uh, they're like really comfortable they're like drunk whatever and the dad he's like he starts bringing up the old driver who used to have his position Mm -hmm. and he's basically like oh i wonder like if he has a job now uh whatever so obviously he's starting to like feel bad like it's like all like this this guy i like took his job like we cheated him out of his job and then jessica gets really mad and she's like what about us she's like you're you're forgetting about us oh okay situation well those type of things
0: i would then say she's not really a voice of reason she's just because when people say your voice of reason it's usually something good and it's usually associated with morality but in this case it's not she's not morality She's not doing it to, like, make people be, like, better. She's telling them to get
2: their shit together so that they don't fuck up the plan. Yeah, so... Mm -hmm. Yes, they don't have a plan. Mm -hmm. But also, I, um, like, realized that Jessica was really involved throughout the entire thing. Mm -hmm, Like, she's mm -hmm. basically the mastermind behind it. Like, sure, the other characters help out, but she's, like, basically what the person who um like made the plot or whatever isn't like the kimu... other people no like the other people would like bring her information and stuff but i feel like she's the one that like pulled it all together
0: like, yeah well kimu isn't trying... really that smart no
2: and she's also like the one that like forged all of
0: kiwu's like uh documents
2: documents and shit
0: and so, really, he wouldn't have gotten a job without her, mm-hmm. partially. Mm-hmm. And different. I feel like Kimu is good at, like, putting on a performance, but I wouldn't say that he's, like, that smart. Yeah, no, he's i He's I'm, not, he's not dumb, obviously, but he's also, like, I feel like he's kind of goofy. and. Yeah, and also, you
1: know, I like, think he came <clears throat> up with the plan, but... Jessica was in charge of, like, making sure everything went well and didn't get messed up.
0: Maybe. I mean, it was his idea to bring Jessica in, but I feel like Jessica was the one that was like, well, why stop here? Yeah. Like, she, like, he may have had good ideas, but she had better ideas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I was also gonna... Oh, um, regarding ki he... To me, it seemed he's just, like, playing the role of his friend. Like, he wants to become his friend. Like, uh, he's just taking over and doing whatever he thinks his friend would do. And, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like, he, like especially with this girl like that he knows that his friend like likes and like he even told him at the beginning he was like oh I'm gonna go like because he goes overseas or whatever and he's like I'm gonna come back and she's gonna go to university and I'm gonna ask her out and then like during that same evening that I was talking about earlier when they're like drunk and in the house and stuff he also says like the exact same thing he's like oh we like each other he's like I'm gonna let her go to university, and then I'm gonna ask her out. And I was oh like, "Oh my god,
0: wow. I didn't notice that." Mm-hmm. There
1: was one part I think where he he briefly is like, "What would Minhyuk do?" Yeah, oh yeah, yeah she yes. Yeah. And, and then that I think, was during the part where isn't... like they're running down the
2: stairs, and then like they stop at the bottom. Like oh, Jessica's yeah. really upset, and she's like, "What are we gonna do?" Basically, it's like, now "Oh what? yeah, because and they
0: then, their plan." What had like they weren't expecting the old maid to come back and for her husband to have been hiding in the bunker. That was not part of their yeah.
2: plan. Yeah, and so then like he was like, "What would mean whatever mean he mean he do?" And then Jessica's like, "He would not be in this situation." And she's oh, yeah. like flipping out and yeah.
0: shit. And I was like, "Yeah, mm. yep." But, yeah, I feel like, um, he is aware of his status and his situation, but it's, like, in his head he feels like he's, like, part of, like, the rich world. Like, he, like, he feels like he belongs in, um... The park's house and he feels like he is much more than like where he actually is in life and I feel like that's part of the reason why things kind of like spiral out of control because like you said he's like trying to emanate his friend because his friend is like wealthy and cool and like, smart and mm-hmm. stuff, so I think that's why he tries to- that's why he goes to the basement during that party and tries to give that scholar rock to um, the previous maid's husband, and if he hadn't done that, there was no way for that husband to get out, and yeah. f- Jessica would still be alive, they would probably still be scamming the parks, like- he basically fucked it all up. Yes. I do like that
2: at the end, um, yeah, like, did the, um, did the dude
1: in the basement die? Yeah. Did he yeah, he got, them? like,
0: stabbed or something. And the lady,
1: too? Yeah, she died of that. Oh my god. Getting hit in the head. Okay, i right, just making sure. Look, you've, you've triggered sandra <laughs> i am very triggered wow. okay so.
0: i will tell you right now as i mentioned <laughs> yeah, in the very first that. episode my worst fear is falling down mm. and cracking mm. your head and bleeding out that is what that okay, ajuma okay. did
2: so i was
0: um, there was even a very loud audible yes, crunch when yes, she fell down yes, the stairs sandra. i oh was
2: watching Jesus. um parasite i was re-watching it and i was watching part of it on the train Mm-hmm. and uh it was a part where she gets kicked down the stairs oh my God. and she like she hits her head and i'm pretty sure that everybody on that train saw my face when i cringed at yes that scene. I, I did not see your well, face.
0: i was watching that and i yelled out so loud that uh my boyfriend, who was, um, like, kind of nearby on his computer with his headphones on, heard me and he was like, uh, what? <laughs> he watched
1: it with us, didn't
0: he? He watched it with us the first time, but the oh, second okay. time when I was re-watching it, that's mm-hmm. what happened.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I thought it was interesting how, well, Jessica dies, obviously, but then, um, that- Mr. Park dies too, and so I um I liked how, um, both families had to go through a loss, and it wasn't just like the the Kim family who ended up losing someone. It was somebody, uh, somebody also got lost in the Park family too. Mm-hmm. So there was a kind of like an equality
0: there, but. Well, if we're assuming that if Mr. Park died, that means that they weren't able to get their kid to the hospital in under 15 minutes, so that means he also died, probably.
1: Well, you don't know that. There was because they said around. they
0: No, they said, well, yeah, I guess somebody could have taken him, but everybody seemed to, like, lose their minds and not be able to, like, it didn't seem like they are capable of handling this type of stressful yeah. situation. Yeah.
2: well there was deaths but yeah no i um i really liked how the um, the kim children well just how persuasive the entire family was, was yeah great. they
0: basically had the had mrs park wrapped around their finger mm-hmm.
2: oh and i thought it was really interesting how miss park in like a couple of situations i think she was like seeming to be like this like, rich, knowledgeable, older woman who was gonna be there, and she was gonna, like, help Jessica, like, um, like, learn about the world, basically, I remember there, there was a scene where, I think it was the scene where Jessica, oh, yeah, Jessica was explaining to her about the driver and how he had tried to, like, um, get her to, like, take her all the way to her house or whatever, and he was so insistent on taking her to her house but she um like forced him to take her to the train station and whatnot and the lady was like oh it was like you're so smart she's like good jessica and um then they like said some other shit oh i think jessica was like said something about how the driver seemed so gentlemanly or whatever and then the mrs Parker laughed and she's like oh jessica you're so innocent and i thought that was <laughs> that's really that's hilarious because there's like mrs park saying jessica's innocent when the innocent one is her and she's like getting conned by jessica
0: yeah mm-hmm. that's
2: great and it just goes to
0: show how like clueless mrs park really is Mm -hmm. there's this stereotype that because you're rich and you have the means to get a better education that you're going to be smarter than somebody that's poorer Mm -hmm. and doesn't have access to the same type of education
2: yeah
0: and that's also there's a part when the kims are camping out in the park house just eating and getting drunk and stuff Mrs or Mr. Kim says that Mrs. Park is so nice even though she's rich and Mrs. Kim says that no it's not that she's nice despite being rich it's that she's nice because she's rich she's like if I were rich I would be super nice too and then she like kicks the dog away
2: I thought that was interesting because like I would think that because they're rich, they're assholes, but Which maybe they are...
0: They kind of are. People, That's the thing yeah. is that at first, the Kim family thinks that they're super nice, but then they slowly start to see that they're not, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. Mr. Park. Oh
2: my gosh. Um, like, talking about Mr. Park, they're, like, he talks about lines a lot, like crossing the lines. Yeah.
0: That means, like... Because they're the help they need to stay in their place. Mm-hmm. And so he mentions that about the old maid.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And how he liked that she
2: never crossed the line. And that she knew she should never cross the line. And then he goes on to say how, how much he hates uh, people who cross the line.
0: Yeah. And then he brings it up again. Um, when the parks have come back from their failed camping attempt. And the Kims are still stuck in there. They're hiding under the coffee table, which that's so unrealistic. Like they would have noticed them yeah. under there, yeah. but we'll suspend disbelief. Um, Mr. Kim and Miss or Mr. Park and Mrs. Park are um, decide to sleep on the couch to keep an eye on their son who has decided to camp out in the yard, even though it's raining. But they're like, oh, no, the the um, tent isn't going to leak. It was made in America. They're also very obsessed with all things American. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Mr. Park uh, mentions that Mr. Kim has a certain smell about him. That's when he brings up the smell again. And that um, he- Is l- the first time it's brought up? No, it's been brought up before. Has it? Yeah, the kid, well, the, the kid. kid, kid, was... kid. Yeah. I had yeah. something the, to say
1: about not that. Not the dad. I had something to say about that. Well, hold on. I'm so not done still... yet. Okay. So
0: Mr. Park says that he likes Mr. Kim for the most part, but he says that Mr. Kim is always uh, on the verge of crossing that line and that he doesn't like that.
1: No, he says that he's almost... He almost crosses the line, but he doesn't, and that, that's good. Oh. But then he says that his smell crosses the line.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. you're right, you're right. So, as
2: Valerie noted, that wasn't the first time that smell is actually brought up. The first time that smells brought up is by that kid. Like, the rich kid. The kid. hmm And so, basically, he brings up this smell, and then from there on... He primes all the other characters and, to notice it. Yeah. Until so that's when they start uh talking about the smell. Because then after that, the first time that smells brought up again, it's in that situation where park uh
0: the park dude is telling his wife about the smell. And she said that she hadn't noticed it. Yeah. But so then the day of the party when Mr Kim is driving her around to get like groceries and stuff for the party. Then she notices it and like plugs up or like puts her finger up to like her nose and like even opens the window because she it's like so strong that she can't can't stand it. But it might have been also because they like all their clothes got um, like wet. Because this is the day after that storm and the day after their basement flooded. So they had to use clothes that was like donated at the, at that, uh, gym. hmm Yeah. Yeah. hmm
1: Anything
2: else you guys have? Mm. Oh, and, um, like regarding the smell, I think that's also like Valerie said that <laughs> Mr. Kim gets, um, triggered every time they bring up the smell. Oh, and- Yeah. So, it basically, he just explodes. hmm
0: Because everybody's telling him he stinks. Well, it's not so much the smell, it's the fact that he's made to feel less than yeah. the yeah. the parks. And, like, up until then, like, the entire Kim family, basically, and this is like showcased very well when they're like camping out in the park's house um they basically feel like they're entitled to that life too like they like what makes the park so special that they can have all this wealth and the kims can't Mm -hmm. so i think that's kind of where their problem starts is that they just they're they think they're entitled to this too and that's part of the reason why they're like so desperate to hold on to these positions and why they um are not willing to hear to help out the the old maid and her husband and stuff but like jessica is like even bathing in like the Mm -hmm. big fancy tub and um kiwu is like oh you looked like you belonged here Um, he's like, it didn't seem like you were out of place, you looked like you belonged in that tub, Mm -hmm. or whatever.
2: But also, like, the, the stay-at-home Ajima, the housekeeper, the first housekeeper, she was also bathing in that same bathtub, too. Was she? Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was, I think... When it was after, like when she they realized that the the Kims oh, are scamming oh, yeah, them, yeah. and they're like having flashbacks of her and um her husband, and then like how she's. Like, oh the
0: yeah, they would, they, yeah, they would. They yeah. When when the, when thing the thing. parks were gone, they would also do that, and they would like enjoy the sunlight and so then and that stuff. Lady
2: and I also feel that they feel entitled too. Yeah. Because when they're like when (laughs) obviously they have control over the kim's family now that they have the pictures and it's like oh it's like oh this is like descend button is like the north korea like uh missile launcher and like they're making fun of them and whatnot and they say how the kim family wasn't able to like appreciate like the art of the house yeah and how they're basically like useless Less than, yeah because they're like sitting here like drinking like they made a huge ass mess everywhere yeah and like then you have like the flashbacks and they're like bathing in the sun and like listening to classical music and shit yeah. and that's also like during that scene like the first thing you realize is they're also listening to like classical music and it's like you see that difference Where, like, the Kims are, like, eating all this junk food, like, getting drunk, just, like, enjoying, like, being in this fancy rich house. And then you have the other two, and, like, they're listening to, like, classical music, and, like, the ladies, like, giving the dude a massage and whatnot. Yeah. And from their flashbacks, they would, like enjoy the architecture and oh yeah like we're knowledgeable about the architecture and i have thoughts and so you are like not uh worthy of like being able
0: to enjoy the house i -hmm. have thoughts my background is in architecture Mm -hmm. and i have a love hate relationship with architecture but as i was watching this movie they kept bringing up the architect who built the house the park house and I was like oh my god there goes another architect being uh like thinking he's the shit because he created this masterful house <laughs> yeah. and so then everybody else also thinks that he's the shit because oh look at how pretty this house is that he designed and it just uh it just got me
2: like if you triggered. had if you had two people if you had like an architect build the house and then if you had another dude who maybe he didn't have the title, he but he knew how to build the house and he helped build the house, he, yeah they'd go for the architect.
0: Yeah, so that's another. It's just another thing to throw into the like nonsense of like status and wealth and power is that. It's like this perceived status because this famous architect built this house, even though like if you compared that house to another house that somebody else built that, like Benner said, wasn't necessarily an architect, but the other house is better, nobody would say that because that house was not built by this famous architect.
2: Yeah. And like, it's still going on about that, like the Park family, they may be rich and have uh, actually have status and shit but they also weren't very appreciative of the house they didn't even know it had a bunker in it yeah that's and, true like if we're if the people who live there are saying that the kim family is like below them because they don't appreciate the art of the house and stuff then that's also saying that the park family is too because they're basically clueless
0: Yeah, well, they just take a lot of things for granted, including the house. It's like, yeah, we were able to buy this house, but then after a while, it just becomes a house. Just Mm -hmm. like how they took for granted that those lights were turning on because of the sensors and, like, all this stuff. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything else? I don't know. I thought you were going to lead us through this. Um, Also, like,
2: are you going to say anything else about um, the, how, I feel like in a lot of this movie, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I was always looking up. Looking up? Well, like, there was a lot of scenes with that were looking upwards.
0: Mm. I didn't notice that. I
1: tried to notice it because you said that, but I didn't really see it. Or maybe it
2: was just that it was a lot of scenes looking up whenever the Kim family
0: Mm. was involved. I don't know. I didn't notice that. I don't know. I just just noticed like everything is just beautiful. Like when we first saw the house, I was like, why is everything so green and so luscious? It's Mm -hmm. just like very saturated and like Mm -hmm. it just is very pleasant to look at Mm -hmm. in comparison to the Kim and like the view out of the house Mm -hmm. is just like gorgeous in comparison to the Kims that have that little tiny window that just looks up at onto the street and sometimes there's drunks that are about to piss on the street yeah and they're like looking from below at that happening Yeah,
2: that's
1: made it it seem like what battery after the second time that guy goes to pee in the um street and q goes at him with the rock i was like oh my jesus he's gonna kill someone with that there's rock the death yeah. rock but um, no he just drew water at him.
2: yeah also like talking about that like even you have the kim family who's living in this basement house and like it, there's even this drunk dude like pissing out in public and he's like higher
0: up than them yeah that's a good point but I guess that that's better than living in a bunker with no windows or no access to the outside world whatsoever which is um reminiscent of one of um Bong Joon-ho's other films um Snowpiercer which came out in 2013 and is on Netflix and everybody should watch um it there's also significance placed on the windows. Where in the back of the train, where all the um, all the poor people are, it, there are no windows. But then once you get into the middle of the train, which is where the middle class is, that's where we start to see um, windows and where people can like look out to the outside. And when the poor people make it to Where the windows are, they're like blinded by the light because they have presumably not seen the light in seventeen years. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: So now, she'll talk about them shots. Ah yes. Yes. So, in one of my classes, we talked about um, this other movie, Memories, Memories of Murder. Yes. Okay. By Bong Joon Ho. Yes. And how the shots were framed there.
0: Battery uh, used to be a film major. Ah,
1: yes. (laughs) A whole
2: couple months ago. Yes.
1: (laughs) But (laughs) we talked about them because Bong Joon-ho frames his shots so that all the characters are like in the shot. So there's less cutting involved. But Mm. you have to frame those like super well so that you focus on the character that is important in that scene Mm -hmm. and i haven't watched memories of murder but we saw some clips um some screenshots of it and i feel like there was some of that going on in parasite as well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the first time i noticed it was um in the beginning after when they're talking to that pizza lady and trying to get their money. hmm They're like in the doorway and like the pizza lady is in like on the left and she's getting cut off a bit. Mm-hmm. She's talking to the Mrs. Kim and she says something about how like four one out of four of the pizza boxes don't can't be used. And so then we see the other characters like coming out i think mm-hmm. or turning towards the back where kiwu is bringing out the pizza boxes mm-hmm. and so you get led to look at kiwu and the pizza boxes mm-hmm. by the other characters mm-hmm. and so he uses things like that so like movement and stuff yes mm-hmm. it's perfect hmm
0: Oh, oh that scene that scene uh with the peaches, man. Oh my great. gosh, that was during amazing. the montage. That there was a lot of movement in that. It was basically a linear progression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was another scene done.
1: Another scene where he uses this, I think. And in from what I saw of memories of murder i think those are just still shots so there's no camera movement but here he like uses cameras moving along with that Mm -hmm. so in the scene where um the dad comes home with a bunch of gifts it like follows him and the kid and we see like all these other characters like mr kim and um mrs kim also going into the kitchen and then we're like looking at them from the side, mm-hmm. and most of the characters are in the in the shot, like Mrs. Park and Mr. Park and the kid, and then Mr. Kim, and then the kid smells Mr. Kim, and he's like oh, and then he runs back to Miss Kim, which it, who is by the fridge, and while he runs back, the camera like turns, so now we're looking at them, like.
0: In the opposite direction?
1: No, not the opposite oh. direction, from, like, behind them.
0: Mm.
1: And so it's, like, um, Mr. Park is right in front of the camera. Then it's Mr. Kim, then Mrs. Park. So and it's, then like way in, in the, the back. Diagonal? Yeah, like and then way in back. the back is the kid with Mrs. Park. And they're the only ones facing the camera. So it's, mm. like, a tunnel? Yeah, so it's, like, a tunnel. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm so, yeah, he uses, like, light, d- keeping things out of focus and in focus and not showing people's faces for that. So you don't pay attention to that character and you focus on the one that he wants you to focus on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Also, Sandra already mentioned it a little, but the little, um the view from the Kim's house is, like, totally the opposite of the through their windows totally the opposite of the view of the park's house from their window cuz like you can only see a little sliver through the Kim's window mm-hmm. and then you can, and can see the ground everything. and stuff
0: yeah and you yeah. can see everything you have uh full length floor to ceiling windows
1: mhm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. anything else girl? don't think
2: so I wanted to mention something else that I forgot, and that's, like, how... I want to know how the fuck Jessica was able to, like, train that kid. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what she did. Like, after, what, like, an hour of being in there with him, and she's, like, already, like, the kid's, like, bowing down to her and, like, leaves when she tells him to...
0: Yeah, so the park's youngest son, he's, like, 9 or 10. Mm, He, right? right? He is, like, shown at the beginning when Ki-woo comes to uh, his interview. He's, like, just running around and, like, they're not really able to, like, discipline him. They're just like, oh, that's just how he is. Oh, we have our hands full. Um, But Jessica, like calms him the fuck down
2: yeah and like i'm a psychology major and my background's in psychology and i've like been sitting here and i'm like trying to like like what the fuck did she do but at like it's a movie and so obviously it wouldn't be realistic but like those things take time especially with children but like i thought that was pretty like interesting it's like getting at
0: me or maybe it's that like everybody else doesn't really pay attention to him or doesn't take the time to like understand him they're just like oh he's crazy or whatever um and she like maybe is actually trying to connect with him i don't know maybe but um i do
2: disagree with you sandra that kid like they pay attention to that kid like they don't pay attention to the girl Like his sister?
0: Well, they, they, like, it's not like they ignore him. They, like, pay attention to him, but it's not, like, meaningful. It's just, like... of course, they smother him. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we didn't really talk about the, the daughter. She's... Okay,
2: so, like, we're just... This, this relationship between her and, um, the Kim kid, Kiwoo, is, like, gross.
0: Yeah, she's 16 and he's freaking high he's school. he's te- like probably a, a like in his mid 20s, early to mid 20s. So uh yeah, that's
2: very pedophilic.
0: It is. Mm-hmm. And also to me it seemed like she was manipulating him cuz yeah, she like yeah, yeah. started the yeah, relationship also, basically.
2: Yeah, and it also talks on how um I did notice that on how Like, basically not smart he is. Because he's, like... I feel like at first, he was like, oh, I'm going to go in here. Like, I'm going to make her like me, blah, blah, blah. This is going to be great. So then I have, like, this possession, position, like, set, whatever. But then, like, during that night when they're, like, drinking, like, the Kims are drinking and stuff. He's, he like, was, like, completely infatuated yeah, he with is. her. And I was like, wow. And so he's basically useless now.
0: Yeah, pretty much. But then- in my mind, it seems like the the friend mean hyuk he's like a player and so he was like yeah i got this like it's not it's still not it doesn't make it okay for him to also have been potentially dating the 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 sixteen year old, mm-hmm. but it sounded like he had more control over his life still and wasn't just like oh whatever yeah. like I, I'm just gonna marry this girl. He was like I'm going to go study first, yes. whereas um Ki-woo was just like oh my god yeah. I'm gonna like nice. she loves me blah 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 oh <laughs> the Parks are gonna be our in-laws. Yeah, but he's also poor, so he can't go study. That's true, but like, there's a billion other girls. Mm, that but are I guess over age. I guess he's not really gonna find a good, uh, girlfriend, being if he doesn't have a job. So, because Koreans are all about status. So, yeah. was so, there yeah. anything else? Mm -hmm. Well, the ending is pretty significant because the son figures out that, um, his dad is in the bunker and is trying to communicate with somebody via, um, uh, what's it called? Morse code. Um. And so he writes a letter to his dad and he's reading it out loud. Um, like there's a voiceover and he's like, yeah, I'm going to work really hard and I'm going to make all this money so that we can buy that house, and then you'll come out and you'll just embrace me and mom. And so, um, this we are being shown this as he is uh, voiceovering. And so, Mr. Kim comes out um, of the bunker, and it, we get that same framing of the the basement door again. And then um, he comes out and greets his son and his wife in the, the garden um, and then it cuts to black and then um, the black, it fades into that window of the Kim's uh, basement and then it slowly pans down to Ki-woo uh, holding the letter and finishing to read and finishing the letter. Uh, But he, his face isn't as hopeful as his letter is. He just looks like he's completely given up because uh, he knows that that's not really going to happen. And the way that that ending was done was just masterful. Because when you see the fade to black when the Kims embrace, in your mind you're like that's probably not what actually happened like that's not possible like there's no way that they now being ex-felons that he and his mom could work um their way up to becoming rich enough to purchase this house um and you're like well okay but then uh part or Bung juno uh like really drives it home and is like shows us that that's actually what's that that's actually not going to happen that that's just wishful thinking on Kiwoo's part or he's just like trying to keep his the his dad's hope up even though he knows that he's never going to be able to get him out of there and his dad's probably just going to die in that bunker and they're never going to see him again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's kind of a bleak ending because I think, um, well, like, uh, Bong has been kind of obsessed with, um, this dichotomy of the rich and the poor, and he's explored it in other, um, movies like Snowpiercer and, uh, Mother and, uh, Okja, and... I think he's just like trying to trying different solutions to the problem that we have where it's basically uh, a huge disparity between rich and poor and the uh, dissolving of the middle class. Like the middle class is disappearing Um, and each movie kind of presents um, a different like in some cases solution or a different look at the problem. Um, and there's really never a a good solution or there's never a good resolution to it. It always kind of ends in this like bleak way or this like really realistic way as if he's saying like, this is a problem and here are different ways to look at it, but we have not really arrived at a good solution to this problem.
2: mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. Mm. It was a good movie it was It was a great movie. If you haven't watched it, we've obviously ruined it completely at this point, but you should still watch it because the experience of watching it is completely different than obviously listening to us uh kind of ramble about it. Mm-hmm. Yes What was your guy's favorite parts? that um peach montage I really, oh I really, we didn't really talk about it the peach montage. yeah we just mentioned it but we didn't really go in depth into it We're i mean it's it's pretty it visual yeah it yeah. is. you really um, just kind of gotta see it
2: yeah it was great there's a lot of peach butts yeah mm-hmm but, yeah, no, I really um, liked that part. I liked Jessica, like, her character. Oh, Jessica's yeah, she was song. Great. Yeah, Jessica's little ringtone jingle. Mm-hmm. Jingle, Ringtone. Yeah, that's what I met. hmm
0: mm-hmm. But,
2: yeah, like, she was a great character.
0: Yeah, I liked that, too, obviously. That was my favorite part, that montage. Um, I liked Jessica as well. It was a shame she had to die. I know, I was so upset. Um, that was good. Yeah. yeah I'm glad the rock got you still, yeah, I guess
1: I would have been disappointed if it had just been a rock. Oh my
2: Jesus, the rock is weighing
0: them down.
1: I don't
2: They're even know them what the rock means, into the man.
0: basement. I think it's it's a status symbol, and they let that uh their need for status and power and money get the best of them, mm-hmm. so they got too greedy and that's why it led to them getting fucked up, man. Because if they, if they had just stopped at Kiwoo and Jessica getting jobs, they would have been fine. It mm-hmm. sounded like they were getting paid a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. Like there was no need for them to bring in Mr. Kim and Mrs. Kim. And then they got, they just got too comfortable. They got too um, what's the word for it? cocky. Yeah, they got too cocky. Yeah, because if they had also not been at that house, then the old um, the old uh, housekeeper wouldn't have had anything against them because they would have literally just been Mrs. Kim there.
1: You're
2: right. You're right. You know what other scene I liked? No. What? Like sort of going off. Like, um, I liked when they're um in like trying to get out of the house like after the kims have gotten back oh yeah the, the parks. Camping. yeah <clears throat> the parks have gotten back from the camping trip mm-hmm. and like they all scurry from all different places in the house like and cockroaches they, yeah, and they just meet and it's like dark and everything <gasps> and, yeah
0: Wow, I didn't notice that yeah, that no, that they, they had that. just talked about how Mr. Kim was going to scurry like a cockroach.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. During, one of, during that scene, Two They're too. even hiding like, underneath wow. the table. Like, before um, they leave, when Q goes upstairs to put away the diary that he was reading, he also scurries up the stairs, like, on all fours. Oh, my God, you're right. What?
2: Um, you know who also scares up
0: the, the the crazy stairs? dude. Yeah, that was honesty, creepy. That was. That was the that guy. Creepy. Is it was creepy the was whole crazy. time. It was, it was. It was creepy when he came up the stairs in that flashback of the kid eating the cake. Yeah. Moral of the story: You need humans. You can't live in a
2: hole. You mean what? You can't live in a hole. You'll go insane.
0: You mean you need windows? I mean, yeah, you need You said you two. need humans.
2: Yeah, human contact. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> I was confused. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's pretty, yeah. that's true. There's also a character in Snowpiercer that's all by himself, and he's kind of out of whack. Have I seen him? Yeah. It's wow, the yeah, dude that just, makes the food. Wow, just oh, talking yeah, about talk- this movie. Yeah. well it it's not be our better fault better. that you haven't seen it wow. this movie's also been out since 2013 so I didn't know it existed if open. you haven't seen it then you, it's not our fault wow so i guess that's it this was our first uh sidetrack um let us know if you like it or if you don't want to hear us talk about other things other than the K drama we're currently talking about um and hopefully we'll have we'll have other sidetracks that are about other aspects of Korean culture, maybe Korean food, uh, K-pop, um, just more of Korean movies. Um, and as always, uh, follow us on Instagram at underscore We're on Twitter as weekly email us at Kdrama weekly podcast at gmail.com and uh, this has been Sandra Valerie and Benner yes we'll see you all next week.